Welcome to the Refocus on Recovery 2019 podcast, everyone. I'm here with Professor Mike Slade from Nottingham University, and we're kind of trailing this conference that's going to happen in a couple of weeks' time at the beginning of September in Nottingham. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Hi, Andre. Very good, thanks. So tell us a bit about why Refocus on Recovery exists as a conference. Why did you start it um, a few years ago? Sure. Well, this is actually the fifth conference we've had, Refocus on Recovery 2019. So the first one was back in 2010, and that was in the context of a, a research study that was going on then called Refocus, and it felt like it would be a useful vehicle to um, make visible some of the research knowledge emerging internationally about this, this idea of recovery. But actually, in a way, what's proved to be more powerful is creating a community. So um, we've run this conference now five times, and we routinely have people from 20, 25 different countries. And indeed, in 2019, we're having a big push on um, making it possible for people from lower and middle income countries to attend. So it's a very international community of people all pulling in the same direction and trying to make a reality of this rhetoric around recovery that has emerged internationally. So, so there's lots of friends and colleagues. If people are new, it's a kind of very welcoming space. We, we work hard to be inclusive in terms of people coming from different perspectives and and just small things like, for example, um, not the, the name badge, just having your name on, not, not having a, um, your workplace because not everyone will be uh, working within an organisation. Sort of attending to the, the small things that mean everyone feels part of that community. It's been one of our learnings over the years. Tell us what recovery means. I suppose let's start, let's start from that point, because I guess as a term, it's it's extremely widely used now, and I guess it's, it has positive and negative connotations for people. What's your interpretation of recovery? Sure, it, it, is a, it is a term, as you say, that to some extent has got global traction. It features in the mental health policy, certainly of the UK, but, but um, in many, many countries around the world. My, my sort of short understanding of it is that recovery involves living as well as possible. So that's to say, no matter what life challenges you've got, trying to find a way forward in a, into a, a better way of living, uh, living as, as well as possible with those challenges. And that kind of shifts the focus to the individual and the communities they live in and, and slightly away from the mental health system. So it's no longer the job of the mental health system to fix the person or treat them or cure them. Its job is to provide approaches and supports and interventions that might help the person to move forward in, in, in their life. So it's got profound implications for mental health services it's also got deep implications for the way we think about uh, people's roles in society so for example um, access to everyday employment opportunities or uh, relationships or um, decent housing the much wider kind of range of things that people need to to have the same entitlements of citizenship whether or not someone is living with mental health difficulties and it's happening it's a three-day conference it's happening on the third to the fifth of september uh, in Nottingham, looking at the programme, you, you do have a very international range of, of speakers and, and sessions. Um, and the themes are kind of, you know, pretty diverse, mental health, human rights, services, communities, power. How did you kind of come up with this um, range of topics for this year's conference? Sure. Well, I, I guess the first thing to say is it, it was a range of people that uh, uh, came up with it. So we're working with um, quite a few um, partner organisations in terms of um, our efforts to 
capture some of the issues that are going on internationally. So we're working as well as with yourself, Mental Health, we're working with Mental Health Foundation, our local trust, Nottinghamshire Healthcare NHS Foundation Trust, the University of Nottingham, a, a local user-led group called Making Waves, and, and also the uh, World Health Organization and um, IMROC, the National Transformation Programme in England. So, so trying to get different perspectives. One of the things I found most encouraging though is that the four themes that have emerged around human rights, around what can happen within mental health services, around what can happen in wider communities, and then issues of power, these are really cross-cutting from local to regional to international. These are the discussions going on about how to make the experience of being supported in a recovery journey a reality for everyone who is living with or, or connected with other people living with, with mental health difficulties. So for example, one of the things that we've worked hard to do is not, not to be a kind of cheerleading, um, almost quasi-religious supporting of recovery as a, as a sort of banner, type of community we're, we're much more thoughtful and critical so every conference we've had we've always had one of the themes is actively inviting a critical perspective or alternative perspectives so for example our theme as you say one one of the four themes is recovery and power and we're particularly interested in what the limits of this idea these ideas around recovery are that are emerging internationally and this plays into a lot of discussion going on about recovery being commandeered or hijacked by the mental health system and um, old business being transacted with new labels, but nothing fundamentally changing. So, so we want to kind of illuminate some of those issues as well. And for me, I think that's what draws in the really diverse group of people who come to Refocus on Recovery conferences is, is that it is friendly and inclusive to a really wide range of stakeholders, including certainly those who are very critical of the current approaches to developing recovery-related ideas and recovery-oriented services, alongside people who are at the forefront of doing research about what the actual impact of such services or societal interventions can be. So, so one of the things we aim for is to be very friendly to difference. And give us a give us a view then of some of the keynote speakers and, and the kind of breadth of different perspectives that are going to be bringing to the event. Sure. So, so as you, as you mentioned earlier, we do have a um, a spread of international speakers. Now, um, we've got we've got two groups of speakers. One is ones that we as conference organisers invited the um, keynote speakers, as you say. But I should mention we also have um, many many people have submitted abstracts which have been accepted. So we've had um, over a hundred. Um, people coming to, to give their talks and, and poster presentations from over 20 different countries. So, so we, it's not just the keynote speakers that will bring that kind of wide ranging perspective. But in terms of the people who are speaking, we're hugely happy with the range of, of keynote speakers that, that we've managed to attract. So we've got uh, people like Stephen Allen, who is um, uh, an international lawyer focused on strategic human rights litigation and the use of legal approaches, for example, to entrench and reinforce human rights, especially in a mental health context. And linked to that, we've got Professor Peter Bartlett, who's a, one of the world's only professors of mental health law and, and brings a, a long-standing experience advising governments about um, approaches to entrenching rights in mental health legislation. Um, we've got Natalie Drew Bold, who's um, coming from the World Health Organization to talk about the WHO Quality Rights Project, which is around bringing a toolkit to support mental health and human rights rollout in mental health systems internationally. And that's not, of course, without challenge because it 
runs in some ways counter to the traditional approaches that have been used in the mental health system of quite a lot of use of compulsion. Um, then we've got Alison Faulkner, who's a, a survivor researcher and trainer who's very respected in, in the survivor community, really um, bringing a, 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 a more provoking and, and um, challenging kind of perspective to the ideas about recovery. Um, we've got Joseph Leong Journey, who is, is coming from uh, Singapore, and he's talking about the way in a more collectivist society like Singapore, they've been implementing approaches to supporting people's well-being and especially bringing expert advisors into national and regional um, organizations to, to really uh, bring lived experience into the heart of decision making. We've got uh, Pesach Lichtenberg, who's a psychiatrist in Jerusalem, who is overseeing the rollout of Soteria houses, which uh, some people may know are um, an approach that to some extent fell out of favor, but was um, quite widely used um, 20 or 30 years ago, and is now making something of a comeback as, as a means of supporting people during crisis in a way that keeps them at the center, and particularly um, is, is much more focused on choice making around medication rather than it, it being a, um, an imposed approach. Then we've got Sumitra Pathare, who um, works in India at the Center for Mental Health Law and Policy, and again is very focused on the implementation of human rights at scale at national level um, policy in, in India and um, other South Asia countries. And then finally, we've got Michael Rowe, who um, is at Yale University in, in the States and does a lot of work around citizenship and trying to make a reality of a life beyond the mental health system and what's involved in that and what the implications of that are for mental health professionals and uh, mental health and social care systems. So we've got, as you can hear, a really widespread of international speakers, but I, I want to also emphasize what I said at the beginning. Some of the nuggets that people take away will not be from these kind of illustrious keynote speakers. They'll be from the people bringing their own perspective from different corners of the world and speaking in parallel sessions or in poster sessions about the learning that they've done. And, and so the whole environment in Refocus on Recovery is very much oriented around making knowledge visible as an offer to people and people take very different things from it. So it's a very intellectually alive and vibrant community in that sense. Uh, I think there's some, there's some tickets available still if people do want to come along in person, but we're also going to be covering the event a lot um, online. Uh, we've got some blogs that are coming out over the next few weeks on the mental health, which will be highlighting uh, research being presented at the event and also some blogs written by keynote speakers. Um, we're going to be live tweeting, we're going to be live streaming the debate, we're going to be doing podcast interviews. So people who want to follow and, and join in or dip into bits of the, uh, the programme can check it out on, on the website now, can't they? And then um, follow things digitally as well as in person. That's right. So so you mentioned about the debate and I guess that that is one of the innovations we're bringing in that um, obviously, we love it if uh, people can come and join the community and attend the conference, both for logistical and financial reasons. That, that may not be possible for everyone, of course. So, so we're doing something we've never done before of live streaming the debate. Now, what's in, in Refocus on Recovery conferences, we, we've um, always had a debate as part of what we do. And what we do is we um, pick out a topic that has um, wide ranging global relevance. So, for example, the uh, debate in 2017 was about the extent to which peer support work should be an accredited mental health profession. And there were strongly held views for and against that. So we had a really 
helpful helpful um, illumination of those issues then. The debate in 2019 is raising the question of whether there is a place for compulsion in a rights-oriented mental health system. And again, people will have a range of different views. So we've got some fantastic speakers coming from uh, legal and psychiatry and carer and lived experience perspectives. And what we're doing is live streaming the debate so people can watch it for free live anywhere in, in the world. So Samson C, who I, I think you also have, have interviewed, to, is going to be chairing this debate. And we're, we're encouraging people to join in. So there's instructions on our website about downloading an app called Slido, which again is free. Um, and it gives people an opportunity to watch and contribute to the questions that are asked in, in the debate. So what we're trying to do in a very small way at this stage, but we have big plans for the future conferences, is sort of throw open the doors of the um, allowing a wider range of people to have a connection into, into our community and into our um, research conference. So I'm really excited about that. So what would you say that delegates and speakers at the event this year are going to bring away from the event that's different from other mental health conferences? Well, some ideas get talked a lot about, don't they? Um, for example, the idea of co-production. Um, I think one of the things that we can pretty much guarantee that every participant, every delegate at, at, at the conference will take away is an experience of co-production because there is no single expert talking and everyone else is listening. There are, those roles change about and people from different perspectives sometimes are, are speaking, sometimes are listening. And the, the, the experience of learning with each other and changing with each other can be really powerful and transformative. So, so I'm hoping as well as any kind of new knowledge or oh, I didn't know that about that, that service or I'm going to connect in and network with that group because they're doing interesting work that, that I want to learn from. There's a, a general kind of experiential shift of, of placing value on a wider range of experience than just the, the group that any individual comes from. And that, that of course can be very transformative. Mm -hmm.